the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. If you have your Bibles with you on this morning, and you should, I want to invite your attention to Leviticus chapter 27. We'll begin our reading at verse 26. The word of the Lord reads as follows, But the firstborn of the animals, which should be the Lord's firstborn, no man shall dedicate whether it is an ox or sheep, it is the Lord's. And if an unclean animal, then uh, he shall redeem it according to your valuation and shall add one-fifth to it. Or if it is not redeemed, then it shall be sold according to the valuation. Nevertheless, no devoted offering that a man may devote to the Lord of all that he has, uh, both man and beast, or the field of uh, possession shall be sold or redeemed. Every devoted offering is most holy to the Lord. No person under the ban who may become doomed to destruction among men shall be redeemed, but shall surely be put to death. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of its fruit or of its tree, it is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Would you pray with me this morning? Father in heaven, we honor you. We bless you today. We thank you for your incredible grace that has just been poured upon our lives day after day after day. And even now, God, as I stand to declare your word, I am in need of your power and your presence that you might manifest yourself in the preaching of the gospel. God, that you may save someone who's lost, redeem and reclaim someone who's drifting. God, draw them back into the fellowship. Father, edify this body. Help us to grow in knowledge and understanding of who you are and and how it is you would have us to be stewards of what it belongs to you father bless us in this time of of preaching lord that we might grow to know you to know that we've been in your presence spirit of the lord have your way break down the barriers and the strongholds and those things that are perhaps hindering us from being all that you would have us to be. So, Spirit of the Lord, I'm praying this day that you would even right now evict the presence of any demonic presence, Lord, that might hinder us from hearing from you. Anything that is uh, obstructing our hearing, that's uh, preventing our our growth, that's that's hindering us from being like you. God, I, re- I rebuke it in the name of Jesus even right now. Father, I realize 
realize that this is not just an exercise of futility, but this is a moment in your presence that is powerful and it is necessary. So God have your way in it and shall we take it with severity and seriousness that we have a chance to sit at your feet and hear from you. So God speak a word now and use me in a way that only you can, that your name might get all the glory and all the honor and all the praise It's in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen and amen. We began a series on last Sunday entitled The Standards of the Steward. We spoke in chapter 1 and chapter 3 of Genesis last week from the subject matter, the baseline of stewardship. I believe it's good to, to start at the bottom, to start at the foundation. And so in the foundation of the idea and this concept of stewardship that we all possess, we learn first and foremost that God owns everything. And that is the most critical thing about stewardship. We need to understand who owns what we possess. And then secondly, we move from there to help us to understand not only does God own everything, but God has entrusted us as stewards of his property. A steward is one who is responsible for someone else's property. So we have been entrusted by God to steward, to take care of, to manage his property. He had created everything, all the birds of the, of, of the air, the fish of the sea, the, the animals, every creeping thing. And God said, everything I'm, I'm going to entrust into your care, Adam and Eve. But yet he also will hold you accountable for your stewardship. So we saw there when Adam and Eve defiled the faithfulness of their stewardship, God came and spoke to them to hold them accountable for what they had been entrusted to take care of. Now, with all of that said and all that established for each of us as entrusted stewards of God's property who want to hear him say, well done, who want to be found faithful as stewards when he comes accounting for our stewardship, each one of us, I would say, uh, it's important for us to understand the parameters of the stewardship that we have. Are there any restrictions to our stewardship? As we watched in Adam's case, God gave him everything, but God gave him the restriction of not to eat from the tree that was in the midst of the garden. That was his restriction. Now, as we push on in this text and push on in this study this morning, we find here in chapter 27 of Leviticus that Moses has been talking and sharing with the children of Israel what God's direction is for them as related to light vows and dedicated things and if they should choose to redeem any of those vows and how exactly it was they were to manage this property that they were committing as vows or or redeeming from the vows that they had committed. And so when we look at this this morning and look at this whole idea, I want to really explore our restrictions because in the text that I read in your hearing, by the time we get to this latter part of chapter 27, what we're going to see here is that God has through the instruction of Moses given to the children of Israel, that there are three things that are absolutely restricted as it relates to their handling and managing of their stewardship. So in other words, they've got 
possession of all the stuff, but as it relates to how they vow it, how they commit it, how they redeem it, God has said there are some some restrictions that are placed on it, but there's only three areas that Moses lays out for them that they've got restriction on. There's three things that are, are, are wholly restricted as it relates to what God has trusted them to handle and to manage. Now, I need to back up just a little bit because maybe it'll help you understand when he's talking about these vows and commitments and things like that. Many times, oftentimes what people would do was they would, they would make a vow to the Lord and they say to the Lord, and sometimes the vow was made because they felt like God had been so good to them. And they said, well, you know, God, you've been so good to me. I'm going to vow to, to give you two cattle. Okay. Just hypothetically. And so they, they, they may vow or commit two cattle to the Lord. Or they may say, you know what? God's been so good to me. He's been so gracious, so kind. What I'm going to do, I'm going to commit myself to the Lord for the next two months. And so they make a vow to the Lord for, or commitment to the Lord for two months. So they make, they commit property or they commit things to the Lord. Or they may say, you know what? God has been so, so faithful in my life. God delivered me. God, God, God rescued me. And so as a result of God's rescuing power for me, I'm going to repay God from his faithfulness by committing this resource to God. And so they, they would do things like that. And then, but in the committing of these vows and these commitments and dedications of themselves and of their children and and of their animals and livestock and even in their resources sometimes it had limitations of how long it would go and so sometimes they would redeem it back or pull it back so what god says okay as you study through this entire thing of vows and commitments and dedications god says okay there are three things that belong to me because all of it's mine well, there's three things you can't take back. They are absolutely mine. The first thing he says that is absolutely mine and you are absolutely restricted from is the firstborn. It's right here in the text. Verse 26 says, but the firstborn of animals, which should be the Lord's firstborn, no man shall dedicate, whether it is an ox or a sheep, it is the Lord's. So the firstborn it is the Lord's. The firstborn of animals in this text, he specifies, but I need you to know something beyond the animals. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 1, God says, every thing that opens the womb first is mine. Every child that opens the womb first is my every firstborn belongs to the Lord. Specifically in the text, he says the animals, but also I, I need you to, to get the gravity of this. Everything that is firstborn, God said, is mine. Everything that opens the womb first, every child that opens the womb first, every animal that opens the womb first is mine. It, it's God's. It is, watch this, and watch this, everything is God's, but this is specifically holy, H-O-L-Y, mine. It is holy unto me. The firstborn is holy unto me. So not only do you belong to God, you are holy unto God. Okay? So the firstborn, it belongs to the Lord. And he says, which should be the Lord's, because Exodus chapter 13 says it is the Lord's. No man shall dedicate whether it is an ox or sheep. It is the Lord's. Now, literally what Leviticus is laying out for here for us is that what belongs to God in a special sense, you can't dedicate to him because it's already his. 
Since it's already the Lord, since it's already his in this kind of special sense, you can't take it and then dedicate it back to God. You can't take the firstborn lamb and then say, I'm going to dedicate this firstborn lamb to God because it's already God's. And so if, if you can't dedicate it to the Lord, how do you give something to somebody that's already theirs? If I can say it this way, you don't get credit for offering up to God the firstborn, if he's already said, hey, that's already holy minds. It's already holy to me. That's already mine. You, you don't even get to, you don't even get to possess that. That's mine. You don't get any benefit from that. That's mine. You can't offer that up. That's mine. So he says, you can't dedicate that. That is, that is fully restricted from you. You cannot make a vow of appreciation on that which is mine. You can't make a vow of dedication on that. That is mine. You can't make a vow of repayment on that. That is mine. You can't offer that up to pay your debt off. That belongs to me. You can't touch that part. It's mine. And for that which is unclean, he gives instruction in verse 27. If it's unclean because that which is unclean, the Lord would not receive. So you couldn't offer an unclean animal if you were of children of Israel. You couldn't offer an unclean animal to the Lord. You couldn't dedicate that to the Lord. But there was a process by which you would take that unclean animal, you would redeem him for the valuation price. Now, the valuation price was the price that the priest would put on that animal. Even as a lame animal, a crippled animal, there would be a value of it. And he says, because you still have to give it back to God because it's his. So what you'd have to do, you couldn't offer that, that crippled lamb up to the Lord, you'd have to sell that lamb or you'd have to give the price of valuation on that lamb. Let's say the price of valuation on that lamb was $20. So you'd have to give $20 and then you'd have to add a fifth to that. And so the Lord would get the valuation plus a fifth because it was unclean because he wouldn't take the unclean, but he still has the value of what was his in the first place that still comes back to him and you can't touch that. I know we don't offer animals, so this is like, huh, what? Animals, I'm not, I don't get it. I'm coming your way. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. Just walk with me. I just need you to see clearly there are three things that he fully restricts the children of Israel from touching in their stewardship. The firstborn is one. Verse 28, nevertheless, no devoted offering. That a man may devote to the Lord of all that he has, both man and beast, or of the field of his possession, shall be sold or redeemed. Every devoted offering is most holy to the Lord. The second thing that the Lord says, the devoted things are most holy to me. Pastor, what do you mean by devoted offering? The devoted offering, the Hebrew word that is used is to harem. And to harem was to literally dedicate something in a solemn vow to the Lord and to declare it God's and or God himself would declare it his own. And it was dedicated unto him and to be offered up to him as an offering or a sacrifice to him alone. 
Now, some of you may be familiar with the Bible, and there is a story that comes up in 1 Samuel chapter 15, where Saul is supposed to go in, and he's supposed to harem, he's supposed to utterly destroy, he's supposed to devote the whole city of Amalek to God, and everybody in it. And when God told Saul, uh, when he made this dedication, he, he instructed Saul, Saul, Amalek belongs to me. It is holy unto me. It is all mine, and I want you to harem the city of Amalek. Now, Saul, when you go into Amalek, I want you to utterly destroy everything as a dedication to me. That's mine, Saul. It was a devoted, it was a, it was a, a devoted offering that God had set in place. And in essence, God says, this is mine. Now, when he said that to Saul, the understanding as this harem, that's this devoted offering to God was, this belongs to me and therefore you cannot benefit from it any kind of way. You can't use any of it for your benefit. You can't, you can't acquire, you can't hold back anything. All of it is mine. It doesn't matter. In fact, he takes this thing to such a depth when he deals with Saul. He says to Saul, I want you to utterly destroy man, woman, and child. Don't even hold back destroying the children because they all are going to be offered as a dedication and holy, most holy unto me. You cannot touch it, Saul. You cannot mess with it, Saul. You can't grab any of it, Saul. All of it is to destroy. You can acquire no resources, no booty, no um, no take back, no, no, no holding of the goods. All of it is mine and all of it I have declared is to be destroyed and utterly destroyed. Destroy it all. That's pretty harsh. But it's most holy to God because God declared that city and everybody in it to be destroyed. Now, here's our problem. Our problem is, oh my God, that's so terrible. Well, the reason why we think it's terrible because we forgot that everything belongs to God. And if everything belongs to God, everybody in Amalek belongs to God. Everybody in Amalek, God created. Every man in Amalek, God created. Every child in Amalek, God created. God has a right to destroy for himself everything that belongs to him. Y'all still here with me? Here's the problem that we have. When, when something is dedicated to God and it belongs to God and God has said that is holy minds, it is most holy unto me, I need it to be sacrificed. Here's our problem. We want to know why. It ain't yours. You don't get to ask why. If I take some papers out in my backyard put them in a trash can and set the trash can on fire with the papers. You come ask me what you got in that trash can. That ain't your business. You come to me, you can't, you can't burn them papers. Why not? These are my papers. Well, why are you destroying them? Those are good papers. They minds. I can do with them what I will. Are y'all catching on? God said, Amalek is mine. These are my people. I can do with them what I will. You don't have a right to ask him what 
and why he's doing with his possession. Y'all still here? But God had a purpose in the destruction of Amalek. He said, it is a dedicated offering to me. And so therefore, children of Israel, Saul in that case, you cannot benefit from what belongs to me. You can't use it for your consumption. You can't, you can't dress up in the nice silk garments. I want you to burn them, destroy them as an offering to me. You know what happened? Saul got in there and he started seeing some stuff and he said, man, this look, this is too good to destroy. Man, this, man, you, you, you know how much I could get for this? This is just my modern day version of what happened. He looked at the Gucci and the Prada and the Louis, and he said, oh, no, we, we ain't going to, why would we burn? This is good stuff. Matter of fact, he even saw the king, Agag, and he was supposed to kill him too. But he said, if I come back with Agag trailing me, everybody would think I'm somebody. So watch this. He thought that he could manage God's property better than God told him to manage it. But in the process, what he ended up doing is taking for himself what God had declared most holy to himself. Can I help somebody? When you mishandle the holy, there's consequences to you mishandling what belongs to God. And God strikes anger against Saul because Saul thinks that he can, he can take what belongs to God that was dedicated to God, that was holy to God. He thinks that he can keep it for himself. Can I paint you another picture? That which was dedicated to God. It was most holy to God. It was Jesus himself. Jesus, the son of God, was most holy to God, and he was already destined to be offered up to God as a most holy offering. And you know what Peter said when when Jesus told them that I must die? Oh, no, they're not going to kill you. I got you. Nah, they they ain't going to touch you. Against my dead body. You know, Peter jumped out there. He always had his foot in his mouth. And Peter said, nobody's going to do that. I'm, I'm going to make sure of it. I'm, I got you. And Jesus rebuked him. You know why? Because you can't keep for yourself what God has dedicated to himself. Y'all, y'all, y'all hear? And so the dedicated thing, the dedicated offering, whether people, whether, whether children, whether men, whether boys, whether girls, whether property, no matter what, when it is dedicated, wholly dedicated to God, when it, is, when it is a devoted offering to God, you cannot pull it back and use it for yourself. Okay? God said, it's most holy unto me. Third thing, and I'm out of your way. The tithe, which we thought we were going to skip over, right? Pass up. Oh, man, I thought you was done. Just one more thing. Just, just one more. Verse 29 says, no person under the ban that is, that is in the line to be destroyed and dedicated to the Lord as most holy may become 
uh, who is who is banned, who is in, in the band, who may become doomed to destruction among men shall be redeemed, but shall surely be put to death. In other words, this was a case of Agag. Agag was not to be held back. He was to be utterly destroyed. He was supposed to be put to death as God had declared it. That, that's the whole verse 29. All right. Now, y'all ready for verse 30? And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. All the tithe is the Lord's. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD, or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.